What's going on here? Welcome to the revolution. It's about time you showed up. You wanted it. Give it to me. We delivered it. I love this show. Booyah! Yeah, baby! Feeding your outdoors addiction with analysis, insight, and expertise. <laughs> really interesting to listen to. Yeah, turn it up. Let's crank it up! Let's go! Let the revolution with Jim and Trav begin. Here we go. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's, Let's go, go, girls. girls. <laughs> what the heck was that? Shania Twain, man! Oh, no. These boots were made for walking. Woo! Come on, Jimbo. We're celebrating Wild Outdoors women on this week's show. Hey, our next guests are Wild Outdoors women. Thank you. <laughs> wow, he's been preparing, folks. This is amazing. Uh, here's a second. Going to be joined by Stacy Lynn Harris, all-new host of uh, The Sporting Chef. Who's coming up after her, Jimbo? Hey, after her is going to be Melissa Bachman. She's a great gal out of South or North Dakota. What is it? She's originally from Minnesota. She lives somewhere in the Dakotas. It's wild. Probably up in the mountains, down by the ocean, where it don't matter as long as we're going somewhere together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. You know, I'm sorry, Jody Messina, she still beats Cole Swindell, in my opinion. Who are those people? Jimbo Jimbo doesn't even know a good song when he hears it. Yeah, so we're going to have Stacey Lynn Harris. She's going to be talking all sorts of cooking wild game. Melissa's going to be... She's going to talk about braising. Mrs. Uh, Melissa Bachman, she's going to be talking about killing all sorts of wild game. Uh, then Mrs. Bunny's going to talk, be talking about putting lights on your side-by-side to kill things. <laughs> you know, coyotes and crap. Feeling bloody this morning. This is going to be a great show with blood-crazed women. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get to... Hey, we're going to get to Stacy Lynn Harris. Yeah, I'm excited. We're celebrating Wild Outdoors women this week on The Revolution. Wait, what? Now, let's kick off a two-part interview with Stacy Lynn Harris, new host of The Sporting Chef, airing Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Stacy Lynn Harris! You know who she is, Jimbo? Yes, I do. She's Loretta Lynn's better, bigger, cooler sister with a spatula! That's who she is. She's also the all-new host of what? The Sporting Chef. Miss Stacy Lynn, how's it going, girl? I'm good. Everything is great. Thanks for your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a, a great year and you know, just tons of great stuff coming up on The Sporting Chef. Yeah, well, you know, uh, your first show was talking about a crawfish boil, and not a lot of folks, you know, other than the southern states have really been exposed to eating crawfish. Now, there's a special technique to eat those, isn't there? There is. Yes. So, it's really not all that difficult. Um, so, but, you know, a lot of people kind of have an aversion to doing this, but you're supposed to take the head of it off, which is super easy to do, and and then suck isn't that crazy? Um, mm. You know, that. And it <laughs> is that. It is really, really good. I promise it's delicious. And then it's pretty much easy from there. You just, you know, tear off the claws and get to the meat. It's super, super easy. Or you tear it off and then you squish it up and, you know, you've got this great um, crawfish meat. And, you know, the neat thing is, which I think is, is wild, is in different parts, in different states, and in different areas, they call it different things. So we call it a crawdad. I think Kentucky calls it a crawdad. Um, there's crawfish. There's mud bugs. Louisiana calls, I think, calls them mud bugs. 
And so they're, they're, and, and I think they're even called crayfish. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's just so many different takes on this, but we've used them a lot and they're super, um, versatile. I, they're, they're about like, uh, shrimp is mm-hmm. kind of the, the taste of them. They're really good. Yeah. Now on this, you know, Jimbo had referenced this past Monday. You did the crawfish boil on the sporting chef. Again, that's outdoor channel. Um, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, it, it is really like the one-pot awesome meal. But one thing, and, and you broke it down, you know, it doesn't take that long to cook a crawfish. It doesn't take long to cook a lot of the other ingredients. But when you add stuff like starches like potatoes and stuff, that takes a long time. And I think that was always kind of one of my aversions to wanting to do it is timing everything perfectly so you have all those flavors come together and everything's done at the same time. And the way you did it, you really simplified it and made it look easy. Well, it is pretty easy. I mean, it's, you know, you just bring a pot to a, a rolling boil. And I mean, I, I, I usually say boil, but I'm trying to say it correctly for everybody out there. <laughs> um, Sounded good anyway, to me. Boil. And um, well, thank you. And um, and I use two big pots because we have like a really big family. Plus, this is a great way to entertain because it kind of takes a while for you to get full on crawfish mm-hmm. because it's just a very little bit of meat, and it takes it's kind of you work for your food for sure. Yeah. But so it's a lot of fun to stand around and you know and eat. But anyway, you'll add the seasoning packs. Um, Zatarans or whatever, your Cajun seasoning, lemon halves, um, and your sausage to the pot, and you just kind of get that going a little bit, and then you put your potatoes in, and you let them go for really about five minutes. I mean, because you've got this rolling boil, and you can cut, I cut the potatoes in half, like I, I think I use new potatoes, mm-hmm. which are smaller. So I cut them in half, so they get done pretty fast. So you put them in, and about five minutes later, you start adding everything else. So you'll add your crawfish and let them go for about five minutes, and then you dump everything out and your uh, your corn, which is amazing, and anything else you want to put in there, dump it all out onto a table, and you you just pick through it and eat whatever you want. Just go over there and, and, you know, people just stand around and eat it right there, or you can put it on a plate and take it to your table, whatever you want to do. And it's um, kind of a little messy, but it's a lot of fun. And I'll put extra spices on top of it. And in the show, I made a, a garlic butter sauce. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so I put it over the top of everything, and it was so good. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know, the the thing is, uh, crawfish are, are really kind of versatile. You know, I like uh, shrimp and grits, but you can use crawfish and grits. Uh, also, you can use them yeah. in uh, in mac and cheese. I love lobster mac and cheese, but man, crawfish is just great. Yes, and I did that um, with the leftover crawfish, because you'll have leftovers probably, and it's super easy. You can freeze those leftovers. You can go ahead, take the meat out and freeze it, um, or you can go ahead and make something else, which I usually do, which I made um, a mac and cheese. So every Monday night, I go live and give some kind of Mm -hmm. um, tip that I didn't maybe give on the show and, you know, recreate something or say, hey, you can do this in a different way, but it connects to the show. Um, so every Monday before the Taste of the Wild block, um, which is a great block, by the way, on the Outdoor Channel because it has ev- all of these culinary experts um, that do wild foods. But anyway, I do that at about, five, uh, well, 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern mm-hmm. um, every Monday night. So um, I made the uh, mac and cheese 
that I'm doing in the show and kind of gave a couple of helpful uh, tips on that. So, yeah, it is so good in that or spaghetti Mm. or a casserole. Um, I mean, it, you can just use them. It, they are incredibly, like you say, incredibly versatile. And then if you're like on paleo, um, you know, they're straight protein. Yeah, I thought that was like an art museum or something. <laughs> uh, you know, now if, uh, if people, <laughs> you know, true. you had brought up during the break right before the show, uh, Miss Stacy, if people don't have the Outdoor Channel, they can hop on the Friendly app. Uh, yes. and they can get it there or they can uh, get on a channel finder, you said, and they could search and find local providers that carry the outdoor channel because they really have to watch the Taste of Wild block from Andrew Zimmer, Nick Hoffman, yes. uh, yeah. Mario Calpo, you. Yes. I mean, there's just a lot of great people during the, the Taste of the Wild block. It's phenomenal. It's great. It's great programming and it's very entertaining and educational. Yeah, it really is. I said we, we've been watching it as a family and I get hooked on all the shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching from seven all the way to 10. And so it's, it's just great. I mean, I, I recommend this channel. No lie. It is, it's a fabulous night. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah. Hey, great. We're talking with Stacy Lynn Harris. She's a new host of The Sporting Chef, airing Monday nights at 8.30 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. And Miss Stacy Lynn, before we get to a break, since you're coming back, where can we find you online? At StacyLynnHarris.com, and all of my social media is um, attached, you know, you can get there from my website so you can find everything from there yeah and make sure you watch for those facebook lives every monday before the taste of wild block uh, where she's going to debut uh, her recipe and go more in depth part two with stacy lynn harris right after this don't go anywhere We believe in the Second Amendment. We believe in double-stuffed Oreos. We are The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Meet the most influential wild fish and game chefs on Earth. This is everything I hoped and a little bit further as well. From the harvest. If we get one, you know what you're going to smell? Frito-Lay corn chips. Get out the bean dip, dude. To the fork. You've killed it, you skinned (laughs) it, Mike's cooked it, now you've got to eat it. Savor the flavor of the great outdoors. This is making me super hungry right now. A full night of Chef's Gone Wild. I need some private time to finish these three bowls. Taste of the Wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. Want to get your kids involved after the hunt? Try our new hot dog making kit that they are sure to love. High Mountain Seasonings is your one-stop shop for everything delicious. Visit us online at HIMTNJerky.com. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Wild Outdoors Women is on today's Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, let's get back to Stacey Lynn Harris, new host of The Sporting Chef, airing Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. We interrupt this musical program for a word from our sponsor. Mind your own biscuit mix. Whether it's breakfast time or dinner time, it's always better to mind your own hey we are back we're talking wild outdoors women on this week's show and of course if you're talking that you got to be talking stacy lynn harris i mean she can take a dish rag and make it taste good yeah now you dedicated a whole episode to cooking with wine and and i think that's fabulous because you can braise yourself and your meat okay so you were 
<laughs> braising venison. I mean, this truly yeah. is an art. It takes a, a crap load of patience. But my God, the way you did this, Miss Stacy Lynn, it looked delicious. Well, it w- it's not hard to do at all. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so good. And the wine is just really perfect because it has a great flavor. And because it's acidic, and so you've got all of it, you know, together going on. And really, you don't need a whole lot more. I put some garlic in mm-hmm. there, um, an onion and some carrots. Other than that, and maybe one, you know, can of, of tomatoes. Other than that, it's the wine. And you get this succulent meat that just is so tender. And you can serve that over rice, over potatoes, um, just with bread. You can, you know, just sop it up with bread and and have it as an appetizer. It's just delicious. So um, I highly recommend trying that. And you can put it in pasta and or oh, yeah. bolognese sauce. So good, yeah. And that's all you do. You just put it in the oven and let it go. Yeah, no. Um, you know? I didn't know, and probably I've been doing it wrong forever. You have when you been. Braise, yeah, when you braise, you actually brown the meat first before you put it in the wine, right? You sear it, right? You do, absolutely. And you don't have to. I mean, it's not like, you know, you can not do it. But it's so much better because you get that caramelization on the meat. And so I will do it in batches because you don't want to put them too close together because then they'll steam and then you might as well have to just put the liquid in there. Um, but if you brown it, you get that really great, those bits off of the bottom when you pour in the wine and you get that great sizzle, which I love that. And, you know, um, the, the sound of the sizzle, I'm like, okay, a lot is happening here. This is going to taste amazing. And, um, and then you just put it in the oven and let it go um, on 300 degrees. Uh, until it's nice and tender. And so it takes about two hours. Oh, that's not bad. You know, there isn't a wrong way or a right way, but there is a wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it won't be as good. People ask me, hey, can you substitute wine with anything? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um, But it's not going to be as good. But try it this way. You can be a weenie, but, you know, okay. (laughs) Now, now, have you ever made, and I don't even know if it would be good, because, you know, you like make beef stock and stuff like that. Can you make like venison stock? Is it good? You can, and there are a lot of people who do. Yeah. Um, I really don't because the bones, to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, from that stock, it, it, you know, it's a kind of a, a strange flavor. But um, but some people do it, and they love it. So, um, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, those people are from Kentucky, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or thereabouts. We love those people. Um, now, you also make a venison chili. And before we get into the chili, because your venison chili, oh, my God, does it look amazing. Do you put beans, you know, because you go down to Texas, you don't put beans in your chili. Do you put beans well, in your chili? I do. Yeah. Because I love beans. Amen. Yes, um, ma'am. So, you know, but this chili would be great without it. And I've had people tell me that they have done this chili recipe for um, receptions. And this is crazy. And bridal uh, showers. Really? And, and I know that sounds insane, but it is so delicious. And they've won contests with it. Really? And, uh, Oh. I need to enter some contests, I think. But, um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> but they've won contests, but there are a few, uh, key ingredients and they are, um, well, one main ingredient at the very end, I add a little bit, I mix some of the, the stock that's in there, some of the liquid in there with a, um, it's actually Jiffy cornmeal. 
and oh. I mix it in, and then I put it back in, and it makes it um, thicken. Yeah. And when it thickens, it also adds this really, really, really deep earthy flavor, oh. like you've never had. So that is is one of the main ingredients. The other thing that I do, and I'm not sure that I, I have this recipe on my website at StacyLynnHarris.com, but one of the other things that I do is I cut the meat. I like to cut it in like a half-inch cube. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe even smaller, and then brown those Ooh. before you do anything. And then I like to also brown some of the meat, just like a ground meat. And so I'll grind, you know, that, and mix the two together, and you get this really, really interesting texture. Mm. And so that's really good. I don't think I have that on um, the recipe itself, but that's another thing that I like to do. But I love to even mix the beans, kidney beans, the light ones and the dark ones. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, it's just so good. And I put brown sugar, a little bit of brown sugar in it, and that really helps things too. Yeah, and you so, use the, the chipotle peppers in the dobo sauce, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is so good. I end up using... I make a double batch every time I do it, and so I end up using the whole entire can. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we make our own, too. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't waste any of that deliciousness. And I do bacon. So, oh, you know, for a double portion, I'll do um, 10 slices of bacon and get that going before I brown my meat. And then I brown the meat in that. And if you can just imagine the layers of texture and of flavor in this, it is just remarkable. And, you know, that's why you need to make a double batch. Even if you're, even if it's just you and your wife or, you know, you're cooking only for two, I'm still serious. You need to make a double batch of this because you will want this every night. Well, I would bet with all those flavors, it would be even better like the next day or the day after. You know, when it yes, like sits it in is. all that awesomeness for a couple of days, man, that's got to be great. It's so good. I mean, it really is. I mean, you can freeze it too. So if you did make extra, you know, you can put it in freeze, even freezer bags yeah. and just put it in, in there. It's, it's so good. Mm. Yeah. Now, what are some of the uh, shows that are coming up? I know we just did uh, the one on crawfish. Uh, what are some of the shows that we can look forward to on Monday nights? Okay. So um, I've got one that's called the Down Home Show. I got to name all of them, which was super fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and so Down Home Show. So I'm, you know, doing some hamburger venison steak with mushroom gravy topped with um Crispy onions. Oh, that's a really fun one. Yeah, um, and a Mediterranean meets the salt. So I'm doing a um, a Greek snapper, a sheet pan poblano and corn venison fajitas. Oh. so we, you know, we're getting we're we're having fun. Um, and then an all American Southern comfort food, which of course is um is your burger, but it's bacon pimento cheeseburgers. Oh, wow. And double French fries, double fried French fries. So good. That's the only way to make them um, and make them super crunchy and delicious. And then I've got Italian coming up and Louisiana's best and freshwater fish. And then there's a holiday. So um, home for the holidays. I've got an oyster dressing Ooh. for that. A stuffed venison loin, a turkey breast with sausage and cranberry stuffing. So we've got a lot of great shows ahead. One, oh, I have to mention this one, <laughs> is um, it's it's more of a fettuccine alfredo, uh-huh. but I top it with a Parmesan venison and marinara sauce. Oh, God, and really? <laughs> so you've got, I, you're talking good. This 
is the ultimate Italian comfort food right there. Oh. And I, I got that from when I was pregnant. That's what I <laughs> constantly, one of my pregnancies, my third, I craved this dish. And I'm like, okay, I have to do this for my first season of hosting Sporting Chef because it's amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. thing is, you, uh, if you're wanting to get pregnant, Eat this food. I guess so. There you go. All right. So, again, Miss Stacy Lynn Harris, the all-new host of The Sporting Chef, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel during the Taste of the Wild block. It is the most flavorful night in television. Uh, this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Miss Stacy Lynn, your recipes, which are phenomenal, uh, your partner's episodes, all that good stuff, your Facebook lives you do where can we find you online stacylynnharris.com and you can get to my social media from there um, or just look up at Stacy Lynn on any of your favorite social media platforms you bet hey stick around because we're talking wild outdoors women in this week's show and our next guest is Melissa Bachman that's right don't go anywhere Miss Melissa is up next uh, Miss Stacy Lynn thanks so much God bless you oh yes that was such a fun time thanks Wild game, freezer filling fun. Hey guys, I feel kind of bad saying this, but um, I ate all the venison jerky. Ah, right, don't worry about it, buddy. There's another bag in the break room. No, I ate that one too. Oh man! Every last morsel. Darn it, buddy! You're fired. Girl, you screwed up. Don't you know that we love venison jerky, buddy? I'm sorry. You did us so wrong. Now we don't have venison jerky. I just wanted a bite. The Gunfather is back, and we're better than ever. Meet Louis Tuminero, a firearms restoration expert. I see hundreds of guns coming through here every year. He believes every gun has a unique connection to its owner, and every gun has a story to tell. It's not every day when you can change someone's life by restoring their gun. Big moment. Here we go. The Gunfather Restorations. All new, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Wild Outdoors Women. Now, here's another two-parter with Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking wild outdoors women on this week's show. Before the break, we had a wild woman, Stacey Lynn Harris. She's a new host of The Sporting Chef. That's right. You know, the, the less names you have, the cooler you are. <laughs> Melissa Bachman. She is the Bachinator. She's also the host of Winchester Deadly Passion, airing on Sportsman Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. You know, it's really funny. You wrote, uh, Miss Melissa, like uh, your top five bucket list. And I would have thought mm-hmm. you would have checked off everything on your list but why in the hell do you want to go swimming with great white sharks why you know it's just one of those things i think it would be absolutely amazing the problem here is i had the whole trip set up in south africa to do and then i had some issues with the lion and people getting all upset and then i re-decided that maybe that wasn't the best route because at that point in time i was afraid 
they might just open that cage and send me down. So, you know, we're just waiting for the right time to make it happen. That might be one of the reasons it hasn't happened yet, but eventually we'll make it work. <laughs> we have another one that I noticed, uh, calling predators at night in Africa. Things that go bump in the night are in Africa, and it's scary. Yes, but you know how much fun it would be because the thing is, if you were out calling at night in Africa, I mean, you call here, we might have coyotes, you might call in a bobcat, you maybe a mountain lion. There, I mean, you could call in a lion, a leopard, hyenas. I just can't imagine how much fun it is. However, I would have someone sitting behind me. Yeah. So that way nothing's going to sneak up behind me because, again, it's a little bit more important there to make sure you know exactly what's coming in at what time. But I think it would be the ultimate rush. I bet you're one of those people when you watch like a spider special on Nat Geo, you don't pick up your feet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, your idea of fun and mine are two totally different things, Melissa. <laughs> You know, I could actually see you on a uh, segment of Mutual of Omaha while the lion well. is eating Melissa's foot. <laughs> we'll take a break right now. Oh. Yeah, you know, you, you try to be careful, but I, I really do think it would be just such an amazing experience. And honestly, you don't see very much of it, right? Like, no. I haven't hardly seen anyone do something like that. I mean, maybe there's a reason. Maybe those people haven't lived to tell about it. Um, but I'd like to give it a try someday. Some game. Yeah, has becoming a mother made you a little more cautious when you're out there? Yes, I will say it has. Um, maybe not cautious enough. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are things like, uh, for example, we went to Mozambique, which I know can be a very dangerous place. The animals, yes, but... You know, they have civil wars going on, different things. Before we went, I did call on our life insurance if something happened to both my husband and I to make sure the kids would get paid out. Mm. And, you know, things like that I may have never thought about before. Um, but so I put in some thought. Luckily, they said they'd pay out so we could both go. Um, but I did say, you know, if they say no, because sometimes if there's conflict going on in a country, they have different things, you know, that they won't pay or whatever. And I said, we can't both leave and have something happen and leave our kids with nothing except a bunch of bills. You know, yeah. That would be very fair. So, Imagine that. So I do think about things. But maybe not as much as I should. <laughs> Kids, if mommy and daddy die, you'll be set for life. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> At least I could tell them that. The last thing I want to tell them is you're just going to have a whole stack of bills. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're actually going to be that trash man, okay? Don't worry about it. Um, now, have you ever been um, to a place, Miss Melissa, and you were like, God, I wish I, you know, you got to take the good with the bad and the ugly. It's like this interview. Okay? For me, it's coming it's, home. It's more <laughs> ugly than anything. Um, but no, have you ever been to a place and you're thinking, dear God, this wasn't what I was expecting. I really shouldn't be here. Uh, let's make sure we don't do this again. If we don't, you know, as long as we don't get to use up that life insurance, we get home. We mm -hmm. won't do this again. Have you ever been in that uh, scenario? You know, I really try to avoid it. And again, a lot of times it's less to do about the animals and more with the people and the, the things that are going on there. Yeah. Um, I've booked hunts, you know, to Mexico, to Sonora, and I was a little nervous. Um, but I really put in a lot of research and I found the very best place and it was super safe and secure. And the entire time I never had one fear in the world. 
But I think a lot of that comes from doing your due diligence before you go, right? Mm -hmm. Asking a lot of questions. Tom Miranda is a good friend of mine, and he was in Mozambique, did a whole show about it. And, you know, they put a bullet through the vehicle he was in, you know, and they went through a conflict zone. And I think one guy actually got shot on the vehicle with them. Um, So, you know, you really need to be aware and try not to go through some of those bad places. He got sick, and they were trying to get him to the hospital, and, you know, it, it can go south really fast. Mm-hmm. I do remember we saw, I think it was a cobra, and we got out and started hunting there, and I said, um, so if that thing gets one of us, where's the nearest hospital? They said, oh, well, there's no hospital near enough to help you here. And I'm like, you know, maybe we could hunt somewhere else. <laughs> well, I can remember being in Africa and seeing the, the tracks of a couple of big uh, pit vipers going across the road. I didn't see the snakes, but just seeing the tracks was enough to say, hey, this is not a good idea. Yeah, and even at night, you know, they tell you if you have to get up and go to the bathroom or get out of your bed at night, you need to shine a light on the floor to make sure there's no snakes or things that you can step on because they've got black mambas, they've got different things. And, you know, that really makes you think, and you're like, well, why don't you connect the tents to the ground? And they said, well, that way the snakes can get out. I said, well, how about we don't let them in? You know, maybe that's a good idea. How about we think about this? (laughs) Melissa's used to looking around because you usually like Legos on the floor at night. There's nothing that hurts worse than stepping on a Lego, okay? (laughs) I disagree. I think little army men that have been chewed on by pork chop and ribs might beat that because I've stepped on a few of them recently. (laughs) Wow. All right, so if you had to pick one place, let's say – before we're coming up to a break, but one place you really want to go, Miss Melissa, as an entire family, like take the whole crew, the kids, the hubby, uh, and have an outdoor, awesome outdoor experience, where would that be? You know, it's hard to say. I would probably say up in Alaska. Really? Um, just because there's so many amazing things. You can go up there, you can fish, you can hunt. There's so many cool things to see. When I was like 18, we went and did it as our family, and I actually got to do a halibut fishing tournament and almost won 10 grand as an 18 Wow, you know? wow, really? That's the coolest thing ever. Um, but I think that it offers so many different things there that I, I just think there's so much opportunity and so many great things to see as a family. You bet, you bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Stick around, huh? Yes, I can stick around. No problem. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Melissa Bachman. She is the host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 8.30 in the morning. No, that's 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. That's what my notes say. You know, there's a whole, yeah, she there's a whole it. bunch of different times you can watch it. But this has been brought to you by Hyatt Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Miss Melissa to learn more about you and your crazy adventures. Where can we find you online? Just go to MelissaBachman.com. More Melissa Bachman right after this. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Like two elephants in a china shop. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The revolution will return right after these important messages. Discover the primal joys of cooking fresh, wild food over an open fire. For decades, Grandma used to throw the pheasant into the crock pot. Well, guess what? The food world has evolved, and so should your cooking. Lifelong outdoorsman and gourmet chef Andrew Zimmern demystifies and simplifies the entire process. Sounds complicated. Very, very easy. Andrew Zimmern's Wild Game Kitchen. Monday nights at 9 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. 
Pretty cool, huh? Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking wild outdoors women. Now back to Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel. Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel. Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking wild outdoors women. And if you're talking about wild outdoors women, you got to be talking about Melissa Bachman. Yeah, and you got to watch her on Winchester Deadly Passion. All new episodes, Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. You know, we've talked about it before, Miss Melissa, but uh, you're a great deer hunter. You truly are. Uh, and we're coming up to the October lull. Um, do you think there is such thing as a law, or do you think with changing weather patterns, changing food sources, hunters just aren't keying in on that transition? What say you? You know, I would be the first person to say I don't kill a ton of big bucks in what I would consider the October lull, right? Yeah. And a lot of that comes from they are changing patterns. You are trying to figure them out. But I think a lot of times, I mean, I've got cameras out. I've got moth scrapes out. I see a lot of nocturnal activity mm. and big bucks like to go nocturnal at night. So what I try to do is find ways to bring them out during the day or have enough cameras so I know, you know, when are they moving during the day and try to capitalize on it. It's not saying that it can't happen. I would just say there's a lower percentage. There's no doubt in my mind. However, you look around, if you have time, get out there and hunt. <laughs> That's the whole thing. You know, you're definitely not going to get a buck sitting at home. I just got back from Ohio this week. And we had some great weather. I mean, a lot of times uh, that early October, you know, it can get hot and that can change it. If you've got cool weather, you want to get out there. And, you know, it's it's all about putting on that time and stand. Um, the more time you spend, the better your chances. But you, you still want to hunt smart. We don't always hunt early morning. Um, we do more afternoon hunts. We kind of treat it a lot like, you know, late season. Um, for those early season hunts that, you know, you're just going in the evening and you just make sure you're not blowing those deer out and you're pretty cautious hunting. You're not going in like during the rut and just getting in their bedding area and sitting for the day. Um, we're a lot, lot more cautious during that time of the year. Yeah. Well, one thing I've noticed that uh, you watch the deer during the summer months and uh, they have a definite pattern, but it seems like the clock turns on at October 1, and their patterns totally change. And where you thought that this would be a good spot turns out to be barren, nothing at all. So you've got to rethink that, don't you? Absolutely. And I think a lot of that is learning to adapt on the fly. Um, I think that's one of the good things about hunting in different locations is you are always dealing with changing patterns. You might think you have them exactly what they're going to do, and they do something different. So you got to try to be thinking kind of one step ahead. And I think that's important any time of the year, you know. Um, as much as I'd love to say deer are super patternable and, you know, you get a big buck pattern, you're going to get them. We all know that's not the truth. There's a thousand different things that can change. So I think it's really about your ability to change with them, to see what's going on, to watch the deer, what they're doing. Are they making scrapes? Are they, you know, coming out in the evening? Are they coming out right before dark? Where are they at in the morning? 
so that you don't go in and blow them out before you have your hunt in the evening. So I think there's a lot of factors to take into account and to really try to be the smartest hunter you can possibly be. Yeah. Now, you being from uh, Minnesota originally, you know, 25 degrees, that's flip-flops and shorts weather for you. And then you go down to Texas (laughs) and they're worried about hypothermia. Um, But, you know, you were just in um, Ohio, as you said, excuse me, Ohio. Uh, before that, you're out there, I think, uh, chasing uh, muleys in Colorado and the velvet and some antelope. Mm-hmm. Um, have you found that in different areas, you know, it might be mid-September, end of September, October, the weather patterns and affect them differently depending on geographical location or are they all kind of transitioning at the same rate? No, I think it definitely changes uh, to where you're at. I mean, look at the rut. The rut hits at different times in different areas. And I think, you know, all these patterns and all these changes also happen the same. Um, the one thing to keep in mind, though, like I was hunting Ohio, and we had rain every day. Now, mm. in South Dakota, if we would have the amount of rain they had, that would shut our deer down because yeah. we don't hardly get any rain here. There, they got it every day. So we actually had some of the peak movement during the rain. I would usually think, okay, as soon as that rain quits, we're going to have all the movement. And when the rain quit, we hardly had any. Oh, really? We sat out underneath a little like tree umbrella and we had tons of movement during the rain. So I think that's a prime example of how, you know, you got to really look at each area and and take into account what what works in that area and what those deer are doing and what they're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, one thing I've noticed also, the wind can be your friend or your enemy. It seems like up to a certain number of, uh, you know, miles per hour that that wind is blowing, they don't seem to mind. But after that, I mean, everything moves around them, and I think they're just so cautious. What do you think? Absolutely, and I think that's another thing that depends where you're at. We live in South Dakota. We have wind all the time. Um, in different places you go to, you know, the wind's going to change a little bit. But especially when you're spot and stock hunting, I love having a nice, strong wind. Number one, you know exactly where your scent's going. But two, it helps on the noise. Um, when you're trying to stock inside on a muley within, you know, 20, 30 yards, every little crack of the of the grass makes noise. Well, when you have that wind, it really helps you. And if you can spot a bedded down buck and you have some wind cover, I think it's the absolute best recipe for spot and stock hunting. That extra wind really helps. Now, if you're up in a tree stand and in a small tree and you got that big wind, that changes everything because now all of a sudden the wind's moving your tree. You're not going to have a very good shot. It makes everything difficult. And yes, some of those deer, you know, especially when they're in a big open field, it's super windy. It looks like everything's a predator and trying to get them. They get very, very spooky and very jumpy. Yeah. Now, I want to change the subject for a minute and kind of get political about something on the divide uh, in the world. Uh, Miss Melissa, you know, when you go overseas or anywhere else, it switches to kilometers. OK, <laughs> we're, we're using meters. We're doing metric here okay and you know it's like how far away is that leopard they're like three and a half tablespoons okay i don't even know no but seriously you know you think about that when you go overseas okay and i'm not trying to start a big thing here but they use like different they're using meters and kilometers different measurements and it, does anyone actually know how much a liter is i don't really think so does that ever screw you up you know when they say we got to go over here such and such i'm thinking 39 and a half inches i mean is that like a pain in the butt? 
Well, usually I just switch it to how long is it going to take? Because here's the thing. It does not matter how many miles or whatever distance of measurement they use. I've been places where we're only going to go 20, and guess what? It takes four or five hours, right? Because it's so terrible. So really all that matters to me is like, how much time are we talking to get from point A to point B? And that you can't really screw up. So I think that's the nice um, equalizer there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I looked at a, at a guy's uh, toolbox one time. Of course, he had uh, you know the regular uh, measurements as well as the metric. Metric, and and I often wonder why do they put mm at like a nine mm, and it's like nine. Hmm. It's German, probably, right? <laughs> I don't know. All right, so uh, Melissa Bachman hosts the Winchester Deadly Passion. She can tell time better than anyone. Uh, Sportsman Channel Sundays, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Time. Got to get to a break. Buy or bust this coming up next. Uh, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Miss Melissa, where can we find you online? Go to melissabachman.com. Those are words to live by. That's right. All right, we got to get to a break. We will return with Bunny on Buy or Bust. Don't go anywhere. Listening to the revolution with Jim and Trav on the radio, not enough? Well, then check out JimandTrav.com, Jim's blog, Trav's take, show archives, buy or bust, and tons and tons of expert advice from our hunting and fishing pros. JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The revolution will be right back. We're back. It's the revolution with Jim and Trav. Anyway, it's... Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Buy, 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 or bust, 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 bust. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We are talking wild outdoors women, and of course, our wildest woman is Mrs. Bunny. And she's on the line right now, and we're going to talk about... Buy or bust. Buy or bust, Mrs. Bunny. You are here, Bunny's back, 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 back again. How's it going, fellas? All good. We are good. doing fabulous, and we are better now that you are here. Um, you know, we went from a person with three names. Yes. Then, you know, Stacey just Lynn Harris. One. Then Melissa Bachman, two, and now Bunny. <laughs> it's just, I'm, it's kind of like Cher, you know? <laughs> or <laughs> it's like, it's so iconic that I only need one Madonna, you know? <laughs> You're in a, It's just Bunny. You're in a group of good people. Beyonce. So. Beyonce. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, um. I we, thought that was Bounce. Bounce. Yeah, they do spell that the same. Um, now let's talk about this. Buyer Buzz, we are big predator hunters. We love to predator hunt, uh, whether that's creepy guys in the Walmart parking lot. There you go. Yeah. Or coyotes, bobcats, stuff like that. But no, we have actually outfitted our side-by-sides with this yeah. light bar, which is great for predator hunting. Absolutely. Well, anybody who does nighttime predator hunting, which is a great time to do it, um, uh, using spotlights and things like that, it's a, it's a really fun thing to do and a great way to get rid of predators in your area. And everybody knows that all you really truly need is your gun and a really bright light. And in this case, um, if you have a Yamaha side-by-side, you can get this uh, 60-watt LED light bar, and it's 15 inches long, and it mounts on the top of your um, unit. Um, really easily and it puts off uh, an incredible amount of light that is great for predator hunting. So it allows you to turn that on and then you can actually set up your tripod or whatever your stand is in the back of your unit and hunt from an elevated platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, this thing is damn bright too. I it mean, is. It is really, really bright. Really bright. There's 12 
12, um, 5 watt Cree LEDs, they call them or whatever. It has a 50,000 hour lifespan. So it's not like you're going to hunt one season and have it over with or anything like that. It's incredibly bright, um, really versatile because you can take your unit anywhere and it gives you a great platform and opportunity to hunt pl- uh, predators from above, which, you know, if you're down, if you're hunting where there's uh, grass, which because there's a drought, we'll be hunting dirt predators. But uh, if you have grass or anything anywhere, um, an elevated platform is tremendously helpful to hunt from. So uh, get up in the back, turn your light on, and you can uh, um, hunt from your uh, Yamaha side-by-side. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, a lot of people like to use red or green lights when they uh, they hunt at night. But the fact of the matter is, when you turn that light on, it's like deer in the headlights. I mean, they just stop for some reason. That's true. You know, you guys have had predator hunters on before. They've said exactly that. A lot of people choose to hunt with red or green lights. However, there was somebody not too long ago, maybe in the last year, that was talking about how white lights, um, they use them for filming specifically, and that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if it's red or green or white lights. They all work equally. And so the the absolute um, bright, bright, bright factor on this one um, it makes a big difference and um, will help you take anything out when you're spotlighting at night. Well, I have to say this. We have used red. We have used green, just your regular bright white, or I just call normal light. Okay, Yes, exactly, um, yeah. It is, for me personally, it may not be for other people, I don't, it, I have a hard time seeing, you know, very clearly in the red or green. I, it messes I, with my eyes. I don't yeah, love it's the softer. color. Yeah, it really does. It's like, it's kind of fuzzy. I mean, it's not like there's anything wrong with your vision. I just, the clarity of the bright white for me is what I prefer. Also, you know, this is so handy when you get a deer down or you're doing yes. something and it's late at night and you need extra task lighting, if you will. Um, it's fantastic for that. Makes a big difference. It's a great all-around hunting unit. You know, like to your point, outside of predator hunting, this is great for tracking or recovering animals late at night. Beyond that, just anything that you can do around the farm or ranch or hunting grounds, this is kind of your ultimate uh, tool as far as uh, uh, low-light scenarios. Yeah, and the cool part is this is so easy to install. A couple dunces like Jimbo and I can do it. We actually did it, uh, and it's it's, it's really easy. Mine's, yeah, it's mine's super easy. It's, it still has parts. Um, switches. It, the, your wiring just connects directly into your uh, battery in there, and there's switches and marine-grade connectors that um, go in, and a uh, switch gets mounted on your dash, and it's not a big deal. It's really easy to run. Yeah, and you know you hooked it up wrong if every time you go in there, the battery's dead. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> that just means you did True it wrong. Story. <laughs> yeah. Now, d- does this fit on all Wolverine products? So you're going to have this fitting on your wall. Your Wolverine uh, RMAX 2 and RMAX 4 1000s, which are your newest models, your 2023 through your 2021. And then even your older models of the Wolverine X2 and X4 850 for the models of from, I think, 2018 up until 2023. So yeah, if it's a wide variety of units, both X2s and X4s, the RMAXs and not, um, it fits about any of these most recent machines in the last five years or so. Alright, so Mrs. Bunny, if we want to learn more about this Yamaha 60 watt LED light bar. Uh, where do we have to go? Go to shopyamaha.com. I would also encourage people to check out Yamaha's 2023 lineup. They've got their R-Max machines and they've got some new color schemes and some new things like that. So I definitely encourage you to check those out and um, make something a part of your fleet this season. What do we say? We say buy. Buy, buy it, guys. Buy it. Buy this light bar. Go buy, buy yourself some coyotes. Buy yourself a side-by-side from Yamaha. Then get yourself an ATV. Then get yourself a motorcycle. Then you get yourself a generator. And get yeah. some lube. Get some lube. Um, and it works well in your lips, too. You got dry lips. Yep. You won't be licking them anymore. I can nope. tell you that much. All right, nope. We got to get to a break. We will return right after this. 
right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about wild outdoors women. And, of course, we had Stacey Lynn Harris on, Melissa Bachman, and the ever-lovely Mrs. Bunny. This was a fantastico show. If you don't know what that means, watch Dora. Um, another great <laughs> woman in the outdoors right there, Dora Jimbo. Before we get to uh, the end of the show, we're going to leave parting words. Uh, if you're watching Dora... Look out for boots. Anyways, hammer home firearm safety, recreate outdoors as a family, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Udo por favor. You lost me at the bakery. Anyways, we'll return next week, won't we? Yes, we will. That's right. God bless you, the United States of America. Keep it real. Keep it real.